Bananas Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm like nervous right now because I have such a specific show planned for all of you and it's edgy. It's very edgy. But before we go there, I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, I guess um, check in with you guys, update you guys. Um, I didn't make a show last week because I was at my grandma's funeral. Um, the week before that, I was in New York City just playing around town with my mom and, you know, obviously had plans to make episodes to tell you about New York and um, I even thought maybe I should make an episode about death and I'm not there. <laughs> you guys, as Buddhists, we think that we are just like, oh, death? Yeah, we're friends. I'm friends with death. I can handle death and loss and impermanence when I'm still human, you guys. I can read as many philosophical Tibetan Buddhist books about death as I want. I'm still going to grieve. And um, I feel like for those of you who have, you know, been keeping up with me, the last two months of my life, it's not like it's been dramatic or like big events have been happening or big tragedies, you know, losing a grandma, obviously that's tragic and, you know, I would love to tell you guys about her, um, but again, not today. I don't want to cry today um, and actually, you know, maybe you hear it in my voice, like, I feel better. I feel better. I feel like myself again. I feel like I've come out on the other side of that, like, just internal, low, like, and and for a while, um, you know, the last few weeks, like the last month, really, it's been like lethargy, sleeping all the time, like kind of apathetic. And I got really scared, actually. I was like, what's happening to me? Um... So what I do when when I'm feeling really, really out of balance and I can't seem to get into balance is I just go see my acupuncturist. He's a Chinese doctor in town and I love him because, you know, the first thing he says to me is you need to go get a blood test and you need to go get your thyroid checked. And I think whether you're a Western doctor or an Eastern doctor, referring your clients to the opposite, it always makes me like respect you a little bit more. My sports med doctor, he like loves that I go to my acupuncturist. He always gives me like Eastern remedies and I just, you know, we want to blend the two, right? But I don't want to get my blood drawn. That's like not the first thing I want to do. I'd rather go have some tiny needles put in me. And he pretty much just like gave me an energetic tune-up and oh my God, like I woke up in the chair with all the needles in me and was like, bing. My eyes were like wide open. I'm looking at him and he's like, you awake? I'm like, I'm awake. He's like, you're going to have a good day. I'm like, get me out of here, dude. And I was, you know, like back. And like Bruna gets home last night from work and I'm doing all the things, telling her about all the things. And she's like, you're back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> so, you know, I honestly don't want to talk anymore about like this low phase I went through for the last two months. Um, it's over now and we are looking forward to the the rest of 2021. You guys, 2021 has been such an incredible year in my life. Um, other update, Milo got fixed last week. Oh my gosh, you guys. Having a dog... I know that we joke like it's preparing you for a kid, but it's preparing me that I don't know if I can have a kid because just <laughs> just bringing Milo to the vet and leaving him there and driving home, he didn't know why I was leaving him there. He didn't know what was about to happen to him. We took his manhood away without even asking for consent. Like, I was shook, you guys. I <laughs> I left the vet. I got in my car. I started crying. I was like, what is wrong with you? No one else here is crying about bringing their animals to the vet. <laughs> but, 
you know, it was just like, he's my little boy and I love him so much. And, um, it feels wrong. Like it just feels wrong. You guys, putting a leash on him feels wrong. And Bruno would look at me and be like, he's a dog. And I'm sure that so many of you might be like, Jane, he's a dog. Okay. I know he's a dog, but he's an animal that has a soul and a spirit. And I, I foresee, and I've never like opened the Akashic records to see if this is true, but this is like my personal belief. I foresee the future of animal activism is like, don't leash your dogs. They're animals. Don't treat them like slaves. You know, like even the way we're supposed to kind of like train him with the leash and kind of like yank him, you know, and like dominate him. And even like our vet is, you know, showing us how to like dominate him so that he knows that we're the boss. I'm like, no, this isn't okay. But like, I know you guys, he's a dog. I get it. He's a dog. (laughs) And Um, there's this great show we watched when we got him. What was it called? Like canine intervention, I think it was called. And it was so cute because it was about how it was about dogs, you know, people who have dogs that are just very out of control. We all have seen that, right? And this like mobile canine trainer guy will go and he'll take the dog for a few days and bring him back to the family and teach the family or the owners how to like properly take care of their dog and train the dog. And what you learn from this show is that it's not the dog. It's the owners, the leaders, right? Dogs are pack animals. They need a leader. They need an alpha to guide them. And uh, so once you dominate the dog and show him how you want him to behave, in this show, I I was crying in every episode. (laughs) Because the dogs come back and they're so proud of themselves for behaving. They're so happy. They're so much happier that they're behaving because they're making their owners happy. And all dogs want to do is make us happy. Uh, I've said this so many times, like in college, this anthropology teacher that I loved was hosting a very special like one semester only um, anthropology, like history of the domestication of dogs class and I didn't take it and I regret like if there's any college classes I regret not taking it's that one especially because I learned so much about I think anthropology is just an amazing subject and I wish I would have learned more because what I have seen in the Akashic Records is when we domesticated dogs and it's fascinating to me anyways that is not at all the topic that I had planned for today Mm -mm. I'm just updating y'all. So then, you know, Milo gets the cone and he's so cute in the cone. But you guys, again, can you imagine your mom just drops you off at the hospital? You wake up with a plastic cone around your neck and your genitals are gone. And you're like, what the hell just happened to me? Like, that's horrible. That's awful. I can't believe we do this to our animals. And I know that animal activists think it's best and that's why I'm like, this is someday I wonder, I just have this feeling that things are going to change. They're going to be like, we can't do this to animals. But it is what's best for animals because, you know, I don't think Milo's going to go knock up some dog, but like that's what happens. And then we have all of these stray dogs who don't have homes and that's cruel. So I guess it's kind of like being pro-choice, <laughs> but we're not giving them a choice. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we'll see if I even leave in this whole chapter about about Milo getting fixed. But he's here with me and you might hear him pattering around. We did get him one of the little blow-up cones and he's doing great. You're doing so good, Milo. Okay, so... You can probably guess what I want to talk about today because I named the episode Sex is Healing. I'm a healer, you guys. My whole business is around helping people heal themselves and evolve and walk the spiritual path and develop themselves spiritually. And sex is a huge part of that. And it may not be central to what I do, 
Sometimes I wish it were. Maybe someday it will be because I'm still young. I'm still, you know, on this journey. And I'll be totally honest about what actually inspired this. I've always wanted this podcast to be a place where queer people can share, honestly. And you're going to be seeing more of that in the future. Um, When I think about what I want Lioness to be, I want it to welcome in all aspects of spirituality and queer life. It's like maybe I should just change Lioness to just the words queer spirituality because that's kind of been what I've been thinking about the most. Uh Uh-oh, Milo got a squeaky toy. This is not going to work. Okay, getting back to my point. There are two specific things that really inspired me to do this episode specifically, and this episode is hopefully, this episode is going to open up space for more conversations like this. This is just the beginning, you know, but um, there's a podcast that I told you guys about on my first show that really inspired me. It's called Visionary Souls by one of my mentors, Sydney Campos, and it was a more recent episode, and she had on a woman named Rosie Reese, who is, uh, um, She is, I think her whole business is making sex toys, and she, maybe halfway into the episode, mentioned that her partner is a female, and that they engage in sex between two people with vulvas, and the whole rest of the episode, they didn't mention a dick, or a blowjob, or penetration of that sort in any way. The whole episode, they were talking about women's pleasure. And I remember just thinking, I want more of this. I want more of this. And you guys, I've looked, like, I swear, I've done the, I've looked for, like, podcasts where women are talking about pleasure, and all I'm finding is, like, gay, silly podcasts that don't mean anything to me, no offense. Let me know if I haven't found them. I know there's millions and millions of shows and content and all of that out there. I'm not finding it. So I'm here to make the content myself (laughs) as someone who is not an expert. Um, But the other thing I want to say is that my my friend on IG, Julieta Chiara, she um, is a... What is she? A sex toy influencer? (laughs) Is that what you are? (laughs) As if you're listening. I'd be honored if she's listening. I definitely want to invite her onto the show to talk to us about this some more. Um, But she posted on her story one day, like, I've got this sex toy brand that is looking for, like, wellness professionals and influencers that would like to use our products. Message me. And you guys, it was like a physical response. Like my brain didn't even think. I just messaged her like, I'm in. And she was like, yes, you're like such a good candidate for this. Like you're perfect. You're just what we're looking for. And then I was like, what have I done? <laughs> They're going to send me a sex toy and then I'm going to have to post about it to my Instagram. What have I done? But then I trusted like, Jane, there's a reason you want to do this. There's a reason you want to do this. You've got this. And you've got this this person who like might just be like an Instagram friend, hopefully more than that someday, but like she's supporting you and she's going to like, you know, they're not going to make you do some raunchy ad. It's going to be spiritual and about healing. And, and that's why I wanted to do it. Um, sex is healing. So thank you, Julieta, for kind of giving me the, the push, honestly, that I needed. Um, because my heart's still pounding and I'm still very nervous to continue with what I'm about to share but if you knew me in the bedroom you you would be like interesting that you're so shy about this because I'm not shy behind closed doors so you know let's just talk a little bit about just being a woman it doesn't even to me woman's pleasure really doesn't have that much to do with the fact that I'm gay it's the fact that I think women's pleasure is muted. Like, a, I, th- I see a lid on it. I see the society wanting to cover it and smother it and hold it down. 
And so especially, you know, here in Salt Lake City, but I'm sure in many, many other, you know, Western cultures, every culture, honestly, all cultures, women's pleasure is not celebrated. I would love to hear of a culture where it's celebrated, you know? And not only that, like sexuality in general was like very taboo in my town. In the community I grew up in, it was like very, very LDS. And, you know, sex is for one thing. It's for married people when they want to make a baby. That's it. That's it. And even being raised in the Catholic Church, it was like, you save yourself for Jesus. And then once you're married, it's all good, you know? Um, and I believed that fully, fully. I believed that. And that helped me because while I, I know in my heart that I was always a very sexual being, being raised in the society I was raised in, it was easy for me to keep it suppressed. And so, you know, like I said in my queer spirituality episode, while my, you know, 16-year-old girlfriends were, like, excited to make out with boys, I was like, ew. And so it was easy for me to just keep on suppressing my sexuality because I wouldn't even explore it whatsoever. And then cut to little Jane, little Janie, moving from... Mount Olympus, Utah, to Eugene, Oregon, into the dorms with like, God, there had to be like 60 people in just my one dorm hall. Girls and boys, first floor girls, second floor boys, third floor girls, fourth floor boys. Um, At least like 20 people to a hall maybe. And oh my God, the culture shock, you guys. Everyone was sleeping with everyone. Girls who would carry around their Bible were having sex with my guy friends. Everyone was cheating on each other. Like, I was so overwhelmed. And oh my God, I remember one of my first friends I made there. She was so sexually free and I envied her. I mean, a lot lot of my friends there were, but this one specifically was like, I think she was very hypersexual. And we were walking to class one day and she goes, Renee is such a prude. And I was like, why? And she's like, she won't give her boyfriend a blowjob in public. She'll only do it in the privacy of their own home. Meanwhile, I had never even given a blowjob and I was a freshman in college. And I looked at her just like, (laughs) I probably said something like, yeah, what a prude. (laughs) Just kidding. That's probably not what I said because she was one of those friends that I would ask a lot of questions um, because she was so open. And everyone in Oregon was so sexual and, like, fluid and just, like, it, if, you, if you were with a guy one night and a girl next night, if you were non-binary, if you were this, if you were, like, everything was just so fluid there. And nobody, like, judged each other, which was so far from my high school. Ugh, like, I just, like, had reminders of, like, the rumors that girls would spread about other girls in my high school that were like so cruel and wrong when like if you wanted to do things with boys in high school like no one should have spread rumors about you and I'm so sorry because that's fucked. So you know it's just so funny to look back on myself at this time and as I keep talking to this one friend she looks at me one day and she goes Jane have you never had sex? And I can't even imagine what my face must have looked like. And she was like, no. And she just looks at me and she goes, yeah, that's not going to work here. You're going to need to take care of that. And in that moment, looking back, is when I should have stopped trusting her. Looking back, I don't think I ever should have trusted that person. There's way more to the story than that. But that was, looking back, a red flag. Because she never should have said that to me. Because do you know what I did? I had a boyfriend at the time who was very respectfully waiting for me. I went home and I had sex with him immediately. Like went home for Christmas break, was like, we're doing this. Um, And 
I'm not going to say that it was like an awakening experience for me. I felt like I pressured myself into it when I wasn't ready. And then I felt locked into this relationship even more. This long distance relationship. He was still living here in Utah. So want a recipe to suppress my sexuality even more? There it is. So anyways, um, oh, I'm looking at my notes. I do feel like I was one of those lucky people who was able to have an orgasm before I even had sex for the first time. We can, we can thank my first boyfriend for that. Um, but even so, I didn't feel freedom to explore my sexuality because I was in a long-distance relationship. So I had to stay um, faithful, you know, and it was just very planned. I'll see you at this break and then we'll like have lots of sex and <sighs> years go by and I'm obviously not having a good time. My mental health declines dramatically and um and just things aren't going well so but then let's pick it up I start healing things start getting better and like I start feeling better about my body I start getting back into yoga into meditating into connecting with myself and I start to feel myself opening up sexually a little bit more and I think that came with the healing and I think that that's just part of being a human. I started to feel more freedom and expression to explore myself. And as many of you know, um, you know, I would like, this is an episode for a different time, but we did end up opening our relationship. That's a whole nother story. But then I got more freedom to start exploring. And that's in the safety of that was when I was able to realize what I truly wanted, which was girls. <laughs> so that relationship ended. I started, you know, exploring my actual fluid sexuality and what it, what I actually craved and, you know, literally dreamed about and, and wanted all the time. And there's another, it's so funny. I'm glad that I made notes because I think I would get shy and skip over things, but I probably never like touched myself or masturbated or as the Brits like to call it wanked <laughs> I like saying wank way more until around that time when I started feeling better like really it wasn't maybe until the end of call like I, I know that I would try and then I would like it shy and awkward and like this is weird I shouldn't do this like all this programming about girls and their sexuality and all of that starts coming up for me and like shutting me down right and I'm like where was that even like it's so subtle it's so subliminal I can't even like pick moments for you like memories I have that made me think like this but I'm sure if you're a woman listening like you feel that it was like your pleasure your orgasm your masturbation was not okay it's like keep that hidden girl and even as like, you know, most of my friends are straight. Most of my friends will talk openly about their sex lives. And for some reason, as someone who was sleeping with girls, I, did, I still didn't feel like that was an open place for me to talk about because it wasn't heteronormative. Heteronormative conversations are so, everyone's heard them. It's so mainstream. And that's what I mean. Like, the podcast, the TV shows, everything is so heteronormative that I was like, can we have a show where we just talk about female pleasure? Is that like hella feminist or what? <laughs> so really a big part of my healing journey, as many of you already understand, was it wasn't just coming out of the closet, it was coming into my sexuality and into being proud of that and owning it. And taking control of it. So then I met Bruna. <laughs> and while I was, you know, having an amazing time before I met her, I was, you know, I had some amazing partners and um, some amazing experiences. 
I I met Bruna who like would sit at the temple with was would sit at the temple also and would like meditate for hours and like was super tuned into her body and super spiritual like me and and super attuned to my energy and um also just like fit af brazilian spicy incredible woman um and a few months into dating Bruna and sleeping with her, I started having these like crazy full body orgasms, like healing experiences, healing experiences where like tears are flowing from my eyes and I feel like generations of trauma has been lifted from my body, like a Reiki session on steroids, like energy blast through the body clear. I'm seeing colors, textures, like psychedelic experience and just like amazed. And I told Bruno this morning that I would be making a show about this. And it's like Bruno will probably sit there and be like, yep, that's all me, baby. Yes, I want to give her credit that she knows what she's doing. But also we are both very attuned to the energetics of our bodies And we both know how to drop into the body, drop out of the mind, into the body, into the energy. And I'll tell you the first time that this happened to me with her, we were actually on a Buddhist retreat, which I feel shy about saying. But when we're in retreat, and and by retreat, I mean like we're waking up early, we're practicing for like two hours, we're having a breakfast then we're going back to practice for two hours, then we have like an open afternoon. And when I'm in those moments, I feel so tuned in and tapped in that I feel more like sexually aware. And we have these like incredible sessions of making love. And to me, it's it's that deep spiritual practice that we have that brings us so close together physically. So I'm not here to brag. I'm here to actually like, I want to teach you a few things Um, because I'm starting to have these experiences where I'm really feeling healed. You know, it's really amazing. I'm like, I didn't know that you could like heal this way. I didn't know that you could feel these healing moments It's like 20 Reiki sessions potent into one. So fast forward, I am leaving to Thailand to go to Vikasa to do my yoga teacher training. And um, I meet Nikki Mariah Helena, another guest that I plan on inviting to the show to share more of this with you guys. She is incredible. She's a teacher there. And... I got there a few days before the training started, so I got to just be a part of, like, the regular programming at Vicasa. You can go stay there as, like, a guest and go to all the programming, and she had a orgasm workshop for women. I think that's what it was called. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't remember what it was called, but I went to it, and I was like, what's this? And, um, we had pretty much a a workshop on, okay, workshop isn't the right word. It was more of a talk. She gave a lecture and we asked questions about female orgasm, tantric orgasm, um, and the six types of orgasm. And I actually was flipping through all of my notes this morning from that trip and I didn't write any of it down, which I found to be quite interesting. (laughs) Um, and then later on, In the training, in the actual yoga teacher training, we did have a day on erotic tantra. So as as you know, we don't want to conflate tantra with erotic tantra. We don't want to conflate yoga with erotic tantra. It It is a small aspect that I think is so fun and amazing to explore. But There's so many things that mean Tantra. So I just want to be really clear. I'm talking about erotic Tantra, which is like this spiritual, sacred, yogic practice of union. 
of connecting with the divine through another, with another. Connecting to that highest ecstatic experience with another. So I was like, okay, you know, came home from Thailand and I had really learned a lot. Oh my gosh, this is just making me so nervous to keep on going. But I just learned so much. And I was like, what we were learning is that you can have deeply healing experiences through sex. And I was like, I knew that. (laughs) I knew that. And I can't wait to keep on exploring this with this amazing beloved partner I have at home waiting for me. And... When I got home, I had just more and more experiences of depth. And it just has continued and continued and continued. And it's an aspect of my life that I'm kind of like, I want to put way more study and learning and practicing into this. So... Here's the beginning of me just like sharing and 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 continuing down this path. I wanted to share with you some things that I've learned. Okay, where do I want to begin here? So if you're listening to this and you feel like your sex life is a little bit, you know, you know, you know, you know. Okay? That's okay. I was there. I was there. Like, I've been there when you're like, I'm not satisfied. Like, the the problem that I had with the one man I've slept with, I don't want to say that I had a problem with him, but I know that a lot of girls can relate to this. When I look back, it was so centered around his pleasure and what was best for him. And so that's why, like, so many girls, like, when you start sleeping with women who are, like, so centered around your pleasure, it's like, whoa, what's this? And that's why men out there need to learn to center the whole experience around women's pleasure. So I just wanted to, like, share some kind of, like, beginner tips to kind of get a little bit more tapped in whether you're single, whether you're in a partnership, whether you're a man or a woman or in between or, you know, whatever labels you want to use yourself, you want to identify yourself with, wherever you are. And if you're like, Jane, my sex life is amazing. I, that's how I feel. And you guys, I have so much more to learn. Like, I'm hitting three years with Bruna, and I'm like, there is, like, an infinite world out there for us to explore, and I really feel like we've barely scratched the surface. So let me just check my notes here so that I don't get shy and and just, like, stop. (laughs) So, oh, you know what? And you know what else is really funny, you guys, is that there's a new show on Netflix that we started watching last night. And it just kind of lined up that um, call that I've been having to speak on this, to share about this. So, I, you know, it's just another synchronicity of like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to be sharing more of this stuff. Um, Sex, Love, and Goop on Netflix. It's not Goop Lab. It's a new series just about sex and love and relationships. There's one episode in Goop Lab where they talk about female pleasure. So good. So good. Go watch it. All of Goop Lab is great. Like, I've never been a big fan of Gwyneth Paltrow, and then she made these shows, and I'm like, you're amazing. You're an angel on earth, Gwyneth Paltrow, Um, because she is, like, all about female pleasure. That's, like, her whole mission right now, and I'm so happy that I'm like, dude, we're on Netflix right now. Watching people naked play with sex toys. Like, this is wild. This is wild. But it's so pure. It's so good, you know? And um, anyways, as I'm watching this show, I want to be totally honest with you guys. This is how I feel. As I'm watching this show, she has all of these sex and relationship experts. 
and I'm, and these women are, they're much older than me, which helps me give myself a break. Like it's okay that I'm not there yet, but I see these women helping couples with their pleasure. And I'm just like, I want to be that. I want to do that. Like I want to help people in relationships. I want to help women find their pleasure. I want to help men learn to make their women feel amazing. Like I want to help people in their relationships. I, I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. So I'm like, okay, I know that I think that I don't know anything, but I know that I have had enough experience at this point to at least start sharing. And then I'm going to invite some guests onto the show to share more. And I'm going to invite my queer friends onto the show to share more. And this is going to be all through the lens of spirituality and healing. And that is what I'm here to share with you. So here's just four ways that I think that you can practice tapping more into your sexuality, okay? The first, the first one is a doozy, you guys. <laughs> Masturbate. Wank off. <laughs> you guys, especially women, like I feel like men probably have this more down. Women and trans people, get to know your body, love on your body, touch your body. If you don't remember the last time you touched yourself and brought yourself to an orgasm, I have an assignment for you. I want you to do it every day. Every day. And I want you to find out what time of the day you like it the most. Do you like it in the morning? Do you like a little afternoon break? Do you like it before bed? What do you like? What do you like? What do you, what do you like to think about? I also want to add, whatever you think about while you are touching yourself, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. I want you to practice allowing whatever thoughts arise to just arise. Don't judge them. Don't be like, wow, what is wrong with you? Why did you just think that? Don't be like, I should only think about my partner. Don't lie to yourself, babe. And just get into it. <laughs> and um, for those of you who have done my quantum Reiki self-healing practice, that is my setup for you. That's it. Like learning self-reiki helped me with my self-pleasure so much, so much. And every time I teach my self-healing practice, I resist saying to all the girls, and if you want to go masturbate, if you want to go bring yourself to orgasm after we get off of this Zoom call, do it. Because I think for me, there's still this weird complexity about being a lesbian predator that I'm afraid of. And so I would never say that to a group of women. But here I am saying it. Go do my Reiki self-healing practice and let that be the foreplay for yourself to get yourself there. It's amazing. Because again, it's about tapping into yourself, tuning into yourself. It's about finding that healing with yourself. And sometimes for me, there's nothing like an orgasm to like refresh my energy so that I can like get back to my day, get back to, you know, wake up, get out of bed, whatever it is that you need. See how it shifts your energy, how it helps you. Go look in the mirror afterwards and see how your, your glow changes. Okay, number two, I already, I already foreshadowed that one. Look at yourself in the mirror. Have you ever just stood naked in front of the mirror looking at yourself? Have you ever opened your legs in front of the mirror to see what you look like down there? To see what other people see? Have you ever put mirrors in front of you while you're having sex with somebody? I'm not like big on mirror work in terms of like the self-love stuff. Because I think mirror checking can be an issue with people with body image. But I mean, 
stand in front of the mirror and be like, look at how fucking hot I am. And like you can like pose in ways that make you feel hot. Like put on lingerie or even like a sexy outfit that makes you feel, you know, what 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 could you put on your body that would make you feel sexy and you can stand in the mirror and look at yourself. You don't even have to be naked, but try try being naked too. And um, that's what reminds me is that they did that in the show last night. And it was so, you could see how for some of the women it was so hard to do that. And Bruno and I are looking at each other like, oh, we, we could stand in the mirror all day looking at ourselves. Again, that's part of the healing practice, you guys. I used to stand in the mirror. I had such body dysmorphia. I saw the ugliest thing. I saw the ugliest thing. And now when I look in the mirror, I'm like, yeah, girl, you got it. And then I'm like, you need a moisturize, honey. <laughs> like I'm mostly looking at my dry skin, you know? Anyways, look at yourself in the mirror. You could make this part of your ritual. You know, you could put up a mirror, sit naked and do my Reiki self-healing practice in front of the mirror and just like connect to your body. Okay. Number three, practice breathing in a rhythm. So again, if you're solo, just in through the nose, out through the mouth. In one of my meditation classes, something that I teach is just this rhythmic breathing and letting your body kind of open and close with the breath, moving. So as you're listening, I want you to start... Just breathing in and out and letting your body kind of move with the breath. So that's something that you can breathe into your solo practice. Like it's even just doing that for a few breaths, I feel my energy rising. I feel like the crown of my head starting to tingle. I feel my heart opening. Really giving your body the space to breathe. And when I am pleasuring my partner, I'm always noticing, is she breathing deeply? And I'll remind her, breathe, take a deep breath in, you know? <sighs> Good. <laughs> just like, just like uh, you know, teaching meditation and giving Reiki healings. Like, it's so similar and it's so pure, you guys. And I just want to like, I want to break this shyness that I have. I want to break this belief that like talking about pleasuring my incredible, beautiful partner is taboo. I want to share with you the magic that we have and I want you to share the magic that you have. You know, I want us to be more open. So so when you're with your partner, if you're doing, you know, if you're um, moving together, right? If you're really moving through something together, you can try to sync your breathing either. And this is kind of Tantra 101, Okay, so if you want to initiate with your partner, you could say, can we just sit on the bed, cross-legged, facing one another? And you can just sit there, gazing into each other's eyes, breathing in and out. In, out. And just starting to sync your breathing with each other while you're looking into each other's eyes. Something else you could even do is like, as I'm exhaling, She's inhaling. As she's inhaling, I'm exhaling. And we can have that kind of orbit of breath coming through us. That's another option instead of breathing together. And then as, you know, you're breathing, after a few minutes, you can start to maybe touch hands or maybe start to pull each other's clothes off. That's a really beautiful, mindful way to initiate if you want to try something like that. But breathing breathing. And another thing that I didn't write down, but like your voice, your vocal cords, your throat chakra, let that come in. Let yourself like moan and, and whine and anything that comes out. I know that like in TV and stuff, we kind of like make fun of the, the girls who are loud and like in porn, the girls are like so annoyingly loud. But just like mm, as you're exhaling, you know, Ah, uh, can you give yourself a little vocals? I can promise you that not only is that going to turn you on, your partner is going to love it. And my tip number four, I just kind of slipped allowing 
noise into the breath into step number three. Step number four, you have got to find a way to get relaxed. You have got to. So I hear this in um, my, you know, hetero clients a lot is that like men are, men are sexual beings. Um, They're not as into foreplay as women are. So sometimes, and this is what we, I hear this all the time. And then I heard it literally in the Netflix show last night. I'll just be doing my, the dishes and he'll just come up behind me and be like, I want you. And I'm like, I'm doing the dishes, you know? It's not that you're busy doing the dishes. It's that you're not in a relaxed state. And this is what I've learned about my partner because I can be very sexual and like, yeah, let's do it now. And she's like, whoa, I'm not relaxed at all. Like I am not there, you know? So people who are loving women or anyone, you know, I don't want to like cut men out of this at all. But what do you need to do to get like deeply relaxed? You know, maybe, like, like for me, if it's really, really bright in the room, I'm very light sensitive. I, I want the lights to be dim. You know, I really like turning on, like, a red lamp um, or even letting, like, one of our – we have a lamp that, like, can change colors um, so that my eyes aren't too stimulated. Um, Bruno is all about having music playing. That doesn't matter as much to me. But of course, we don't have to match all of our needs, right? We can welcome it all into the space. So what do you need, like, what do you need to do to get really relaxed? And um, if, you know, while you're solo or while you're with a partner, the habit is like, go straight for the genitals. Like, easy, back up a little. Relax. Again, Reiki self-healing practice. Can you do this for your partner? Can you give your partner, like, a little energetic Reiki massage, put your hands over their eyes, over their ears, over their heart, you know, run your fingers down their thighs and help them. And you can even ask like, how does this feel? Do you like this? What else do you like? What feels good? What feels like so pleasurable? Like has, have you, has anyone ever just like stroked like your hair or your arm and you just like get chills and you're like, ah, oh, that felt so good. How can you do, how can you get deeply relaxed? Maybe you want to take like a warm bath together first or by yourself. (laughs) Take a warm shower, you know, get cozy. Um, Whatever it is you need to do. That's my tip four. Get deeply relaxed. That's really, really important. And if you're with a partner that you don't feel relaxed around, that it's hard for you to get there, I want you to very seriously ask yourself about this partner because the way that we show up in sex is the way that we show up everywhere. And I show up in sex like, let's do this, baby. Like, let's have some fun. Let's explore. Let's go to the, let's go to the deep places. Let's go to the scary places. Let's go to the vulnerable places because I feel so safe. I feel so safe, like I could cry. I feel so lucky that I have a partner that is just like so obsessed with me feeling good, me feeling pleasure, me feeling healing, me feeling safe, that we get to go there. And I think if there's anything, you know, better than the the sex itself, it's the intimacy and the deep conversations we have afterwards. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced this, but when you're in that vulnerable place with each other, that's when like the secrets come out. That's when like the fantasies come out. That's when like the deep, dark trauma that we've never wanted to tell anybody about can come out. And that's what I think is so beautiful about sex. Now, I am approaching the hour and I'm actually amazed that I am still going and I still have things to say because what I wanna share with you is what Nikki shared with us. The six ways a female orgasm. Yeah, baby. And I promise you, now that I've said it, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to invite these people onto the show. Um, Nikki is just incredible. And I had a lot of conversations with her about um, just sex as a healing practice. And it was just so validating to me to have someone that I really respected and admired as a teacher 
saying, oh, yes, 100%. It's about healing. So much healing. Six types of orgasm. And actually, now it looks like there's a seventh. (laughs) So we'll get there. Number one, probably very obvious, the clitoral orgasm. Women or people with vulvas, if you don't know where your clitoris is, that's your homework, baby. Find it. But I'm guessing most of you know where it is. It's kind of what we focus on sometimes, almost too much. I know that I can be this way because it's so sensitive. It's so easy to just like get off just through clitoral stimulation. So that's number one. Number two, um, vaginal, which I think is a boring word. To me, it's more like cervical. It's in your cervix. Now, this requires deep penetration. And this is where penetrative sex can be, oh my God, so healing. And this is actually where I started to reach deeper levels was when we started using strap-ons and dildos and, and I stopped thinking of it as this dirty, kinky thing and I started thinking of it as a way to access deeper healing in my body because what happens and what I learned from Nikki is that when the cervix, which is at the very, very top of the vagina, when it is um, stimulated through any pressure through fingers or a penis or a dildo, it, it, it's kind of like, this is how I think about it, it's kind of like a tight muscle that has trauma. Even if you've never been like traumatized sexually, most of us have been by our sexuality being so suppressed energetically. Okay, so maybe when your cervix is touched or penetrated, you feel pain because it's tight there. It's closed off there. It's the second chakra is closed and we want to work on opening it just like we want to open our heart, just like we want to open our throat, just like we want to open our third eye. We want to let the energy in the cervix open. And so for me, returning from Thailand and being like, I want to really like celebrate this dildo, (laughs) this strap on and like go there and go deeper and breathe and let it go deeper and keep on allowing the softness to come. And I want you to think about, you know, there's something that you can do. It's like a a vulva massage. It's not something I've ever had done like professionally, but you can slowly work your way there and releasing it. And oh my God, once you get there and you let the healing happen, that was seriously one of the craziest healing experiences the first time that I had a cervical orgasm. Because it it, it, it's like if you get a massage because you have this kink in your in your back and they're working it and they're working it and they're working it and it finally starts to soften and you finally start to feel that relief. Oh my God, you guys, but it's on a whole other level. So that's number two. Number three is the G-spot, which I know that, I mean, if you grew up reading Cosmopolitan, you've probably heard of it. Um, the way to find the G-spot in the, in the vagina is to... Just put the fingers in and kind of like a, okay, so right now I'm holding my fingers forward, like come hither, right? My fingers are curling upward. So if I put my fingers in the vagina and use my fingertips to kind of press down really gently, you'll feel kind of like a spongy, really sensitive, soft place. That's the G spot. Um, And... This is also the place in the female anatomy that can make um, squirting happen. Not something I've experienced, (laughs) but oh, have I like felt like that's about to happen. So that's number three. And I would say be really gentle in that area. That's all I would say about that. You can feel it getting softer as you keep on touching it. And you kind of want to let the body speak to you and whether you're a man or you're a woman, like use your fingers, get to know your partner. (laughs) I just like still can't believe, I feel like I'm dreaming. I cannot believe I'm like recording this information right now. This feels so like, am I, I might be red, like my face might be red right now. Okay. 
But it's just funny because when I'm with Bruna, like, you guys, I'm not shy. And so I'm just trying to, like, break down the shyness. I think I've said that a few times. Okay, we've got a few more to get through. Number four, the nipples. You can fully orgasm from just your nipples being stimulated. So kind of what I was saying, like, you don't have to go right for the genitals. You don't even have to go right for the erogenous zones. But learn breast massage. Learn to care about your breasts and the pleasure that you can feel just from there. Number five, this is, this is a special one, you guys. Anal. <laughs> Men, women, you can orgasm through your anus. And if I'm being honest, it is my favorite. It's fun. <laughs> and it feels good. Okay, moving on. Number six is full body. Full body. So if you and your partner are like really mastering some things or I don't know, you and more than one partner and you want to activate like all of these, all of these um, organs, is that the correct word? All of these erogenous zones where you can orgasm and you can experience like the full body. Um, so full body is number six. And then as I was, um, of course, researching a little bit, I never just hop on and talk out the top of my head. I always do a little research. I realized that a lot of people are talking about this energetic orgasm. And oh my God, have I got to learn how to do this, you guys. Um, in the show last night, it was wild. This woman, Jaya, don't worry, followed her on Instagram. I am going to work with this woman. I am going to learn how she, like, she is not only, like, incredibly gorgeous and sexy, I, it, it, another, it's another thing where I'm like, I want to be her. I want to know how she's doing that. She teaches this couple to give energetic orgasms just by like really gentle touch and then she shows how she does it with her partner without even touch and I'm like it's like he's giving her Reiki and her body is like orgasming I'm like I have to learn that I have to learn that so if you want to know what I'll be doing with my day off today I will be figuring out what in the world that was um, but you know, I think that if we give ourselves the patience, because even in my own sex life, I can be so giddy and be like, get to the point when like, what if we just spent more time just like, again, with the gentle strokes, with the stroking of the hair, with the really soft touches, with the Reiki energy, how does that feel and see what we can build up into and create? I think that the way that we think of sex is so distorted, which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with the way that you're having sex, but it's like it can be explored so much further and more vast and wide than we, we can even wrap our minds around at this point. You know, it's like, I think my sex life is bomb. And then we're watching the show and I'm like, we have so much to learn. Oh my God. And I got like a little overwhelmed. I'm like, and I think I'm going to make a show tomorrow about how sex is healing and I don't know anything. But there's so much to learn. That's the point. So my point is start treating your sexual identity, your sexual self as an aspect of your healing journey. Because I can tell you, I've never been so in touch with the divine as I have when I am experiencing these deep healing orgasmic experiences. I've never felt so human. I've never felt so spiritual. I've never felt so connected. I've never felt like I'm in so much ecstasy. There's this gorgeous, there's this gorgeous statue in St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican in Rome. And it is, oh my God, is it the ecstasy of Mary? I don't know why I'm thinking Teresa, but I think it's the ecstasy of Mary. 
oh my God, and she's been spiritually penetrated by God. And it's the most gorgeous image. I remember being there at the Vatican as like a 16-year-old Catholic girl being like, she is getting off so hard right now on God and I am like so into this. And sometimes when I am getting to that point, I hear this voice say to me, let the light of God enter you. I'm not even joking at you guys. I'm amazed that I'm like being so vulnerable right now at what I'm sharing. And I have so much more to share. Now I want to talk about, talk about Jesus and Mary and the sex priestesses of Isis and, you know, and consort practice. And, um, but I won't. I won't. I'm going to hold off because it's been an hour. And I think that if you're listening to this, you are either wanting to go play with yourself or go find your partner or your many partners or whatever it is, y'all, because here's the thing about queer spirituality. We are here to access freedom on this planet. We are here to access as much freedom as our human bodies can possibly give to us. So if you don't like identifying as a man or a woman, I celebrate you. If you want to have six partners at once, I celebrate you. If you want to sleep with a different person every day, I celebrate you. If you are monogamous and obsessed with your partner, I celebrate you. If you are asexual, I celebrate you. We get to be free and we get to use our sexuality to find more freedom within our bodies, within our spirits, and within our minds because You know what the best thing about orgasm is, you guys? Your mind shuts the fuck off. And you are so tuned into your body. And that is a state to cultivate, I will tell you. We all need that. We all need to just be so in our body that our minds go blank. And that tears start running down our face because we are releasing generations and generations of trauma that is stored in the body and held in the cervix. And I'm still working on clearing all of that, you guys. I don't have histories of sexual abuse, but I can feel all of that trauma stored in my body. And every time that I clear it and heal it, I'm not just healing it for me, I'm healing it for every single person out there who ever felt oppressed, who ever felt abused, whoever felt like their choice and their sexuality was taken away from them. I am offering up my orgasm to the benefit of all beings to help the world have more light and more love and more pleasure and more joy. And what if I was raising the frequency of humankind to exist on a more orgasmic level always? I am just like on fire right now, but I'm going to go ahead and reel it in, take a sip of my coffee. Oh, and let me make a quick plug. (laughs) Luxury Toy X. So I, and this is the best part, I chose a few toys that I liked from their website. And, um... Oh, they, all of them, I would say, are like small, cute toys. But then there was one that is a strapless strap-on. And I will choose a day to tell you guys more about how much oh, I love a strap-on. And I was very intrigued by the idea of a strapless strap-on. So guess which one they decide to send me to do a promo of on my Instagram? The big old fucking strapless strap-on. And I'm like, okay. Okay, Bruno, we have to test this product. (laughs) So, you guys, if you don't have any toys, it took me a long time to get up the, the courage to go into a store and buy a toy. But actually, like, do it because the people working in those stores are so fucking cool and you can learn so much from them if you just aren't. If you just, just like leave your ego at the door, leave your Christian at the door, like leave your prudishness at the door and just go in and just learn. These people that work at these stores, they get, and and the influencers like Julieta, they get to try all of these products so that they can help us find what's going to be fun for us. 
So the brand you can thank for today's episode is Luxury Toy X. Go to their website, luxurytoyx.com, their Instagram, Lux, L-U-X, Toy X, and just get on there. Like, be, be, be adventurous, be courageous, get on there. Look through all the things. They have so much. It seriously took me so long to choose. None of it's that expensive, and I think that there is also a nice range of things. Like, go on there and just, like, order something. Just choose something and play with it and see what happens. And if you're not a big fan, like, no big deal. Get something else. And I'll let you know how the strapless strap-on goes. (laughs) Okay, my loves, I am signing off with a wish that this message, it is for the benefit of all sentient beings. It is for all of us to find more freedom, more joy, more pleasure. Um, It is for all of us to release the shame, the shame, the shame, and the distortion around the beauty and the spirituality that our sex lives are. Like the way that I see sex is just so not the way I saw it growing up. And so I'm going to be preaching on that more. It's just as spiritual as your meditation, as your Reiki energy healing, as your crystals. You want a crystals? Go get a rose quartz dildo. There's this obsidian dildo that I've been looking at online. It's like $230. I'm like, I have to have that. (laughs) And if there's anything you loved about this episode, if you want to come on and share some stories or anything, like reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. If you think someone else needs to hear this episode, please send it to them. I'm now on Apple, um, on iTunes as well. So please leave me a review. Share this episode to your story. Oh, and you guys enjoy my new podcast art. Yeah, love it. Love it. So enjoy the whole new look. The whole new vibe, the whole new Jane. Um, I'm back and I'm feeling good. And I hope you go and have an amazing orgasm today. Uh, Okay, y'all. Have a beautiful day and I love you.